You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the Outkick network, this is Outkick 360 with Jonathan Hutton and Chad Withrow. We are back on Outkick 360. I'm Chad Withrow. Jonathan Hutton is here getting you ready for a big-time football weekend this Thanksgiving and a football weekend as well (laughs) with uh, USA playing England on Black Friday, so a little bit of everything for everyone this upcoming weekend. A little bit of everything for everyone from a man that can do everything coming up a little bit later this hour with Eddie George live and in studio. We're also going to talk with Jeff Clark. Uh, He heads up Outkick Bets. He's going to give us some prop bets for Thanksgiving coming up in just a few minutes. But first, let's preview some of Sunday's top games in the NFL, Hutton. And we're going to start with one that was your money line plus money line bet with the Titans, Cincinnati, in Nashville to take on the Titans. Since he a narrow road favorite in this game, uh, when you look at what the Titans were able to start to accomplish against the Packers, is that going to be more of a theme in this game offensively where you had Ryan Tannehill go for yeah. over 300 yards, Traylon Burke stepping up, tight ends getting involved? Are we going to see more of that? Well, I think they're, they're always going to run first, right? Uh, try to control the clock, keep Burrow on the sideline. But keep in mind, this is... Uh, it's the Titans offense that finally put up 27. Uh, we have not seen that. And I, I do think they can hit some big plays in this game. But, Chad, it, it comes down to the pass rush. This was a tight game last January in the divisional round. And it comes down to the pass rush for the Titans on if they can repeat that same type of pressure. And at the same time, Tannehill steps up and makes some big throws. Guys will be open. And last year, he threw it directly to other players of this secondary. And... um it's a great game that we're featuring because of playoff positioning. Right now, in the AFC, the Bengals are the seventh seed at 6-4, and four, second in the AFC North, and they're behind the Patriots and Bills in the wild card race. Just behind the Bengals, first team out right now would be the New York Jets. So Burrow and company getting chased back would be huge. Getting Joe Mixon healthy would be huge. Chad, this is uh, a, a turning point-like feel for Cincinnati where they've been very seesaw back and forth this year. Very explosive offense doesn't mean they're winning every game at 6-4. and four. They, they need to start stacking some, some victories on top of each other and winning on the road against the AFC South's best. That would carry some momentum into December. It also, um, Titans are saying, you know, it's not a, it's not a revenge game. It's, it's none of that. And I, I get that because it's a different year, different players, you know, some on both sides. All that being true... What it is, though, Hutton, is it's a great possible preview with two teams we believe will be in the playoffs going head-to-head. And it's in the same setting we saw yep. a year ago in January in Nashville. I, they, I think it's a fun matchup from that perspective. Also, two teams that go about it a different way with kind of how they're built and how they score and what they want to do offensively and defensively. So I like this matchup from that perspective for – a possible AFC playoff preview. Yeah, man, it's the 1,000th game in t- Titans history here in Nashville, if you count playoffs and regular season together. 
And uh, Cincinnati's offense, by the way, they've won four of their last five. And they, by doing this in those four wins, they're averaging 36 points per game. Titans defense does not allow that. So if you're buying Cincinnati, you're saying they're, they're going to separate the score early. And I, I think the Titans will always keep this game close. Who's the better quarterback? And uh, that leads us to our next game we're going to talk about. Who's the better quarterback, uh, Taylor Heineke or Marcus Mariota? Because that's our next game with Falcons commanders going head-to-head. Commanders, a four-point home favorite. And this one, Hutton, coming into this season, if you wanted to project out to Thanksgiving weekend on a Sunday and look at some of the top games around the league, I wouldn't have not guessed that you would have the Falcons commanders on this list. But here we are. Two teams with legitimate playoff hopes right now. And right now, they are the first two teams out of the postseason. You know, the San Francisco winning kept Washington from being in this week in the playoff picture. The commanders are, are, are getting to chase Young's coming back. Uh, meanwhile, Arthur Smith and Atlanta, they run it well. They've been opportunistic in, in some cases defensively, but I think this could end up being one of the better... Um, scoreboard chasing games of the weekend there are not many great games this weekend head to head this is one that the, the loser probably looks around and goes man this is this is probably back against the wall matchup do or die uh especially for washington i think atlanta's in the bad division who knows what happens with tampa but with washington in the best division in football right now i don't know how you look at a loss at atlanta and don't think man we just missed our opportunity to stay in it Let's get back to the other two games a little bit later yep. uh, in this segment because right now we're going to say hello to Jeff Clark uh, with Outkick Bets. He's on with us right now, and uh, Jeff's got some props that we can play on Thanksgiving. We're looking to do two things on Thanksgiving, Jeff. We're looking to, we're looking to eat a hell of a lot of food and make ourselves sick, and we're looking to win some money Let's go. also. So we've invited you on now to help us with the second part of that in, in winning some money. Welcome to the show. We can't hear Jeff. Oh, sorry, I was oh, muted. There, there you go. Yep. Yeah, I was muted. Sorry about that. Thanks for thanks for having me back, guys. I'm excited to be on the show. You guys kill it. Great football talk. So hopefully I can help you and the viewers make some money. You know? Let's do it. Ab- absolutely. So let's go with your first uh, prop. Uh, these are all on Thanksgiving Day, I, I know, Jeff. So tell us what you what you like tomorrow as we start to look at the, at the board. Yeah, well, I put together a prize picks uh, play or a prize picks entry, which is a um, a sponsor of my podcast and maybe your show as well. But the first play that I have in that entry is I'm going over Buffalo Bills running back Devin Singletary to have more than uh, a half touchdown, whether it be re- or passing. Um, when I'm looking for prize picks legs, I typically their lines to lines of the player props at available legal sports books and the sports books give Singletary the third best chance or they have him as the third favorite to score an anytime touchdown across all three Thanksgiving Day games. So if the sports books give Singletary a better than 50% chance of scoring a touchdown, I'm going to lean that way. Um, it also just kind of makes sense that Buffalo's coaching staff will try to give Josh Allen less responsibility. He's got the banged up elbow and Detroit's rushing defense is terrible. So why not feed Singletary some touches? He's got, um, he's, he's in more red zone touches each of the past three weeks. He's went from two, five to the last three weeks 
has three rushing touchdowns over the last two games. Detroit's rush defense, again, it's terrible. They're tied for the third most rushing touchdowns allowed to opposing running backs. So I think Singletary is going to get some red zone looks, and he uh, he also catches balls out of the backfield. So maybe he gets a receiving touchdown. So, so Devin my Singletary first... on the over uh, in game number one. Game number two, Giants, Cowboys, Jeff, and uh, Daniel Jones at quarterback. We're going to play something with Daniel Jones. Tell, tell us what we're doing. Yeah, it's stinky, right? I mean, no one wants to bet Daniel Jones or, or really fade this Dallas Cowboys defense, which has just a ferocious pass rush. But I'm going to go over Daniel more than 190 and a half passing yards. It, the, the sports books are saying that the Giants are going to get creamed, right? They're a 10 point underdog. So if this time, as long as the Giants don't pull the starters, Maybe Dan Jones goes over this number in garbage time, gets a couple checkdowns. Dallas Cowboys playing prevent defense. He gets easy yards, maybe checking down to Saquon Barkley. Um, he's went over this number in seven of his last 10 losses dating back to last year. And he's went over this number in four or five starts against the Dallas Cowboys. The, the only start he didn't go over the number is when he got injured. So um, it's it's a stinky one because New York receiver room is subpar and pretty banged up, but I think he's going to get over this number. Time, frankly, we hope this next one smells better than this last one. Then <laughs> uh, let's go to the Vikings Patriots game. Justin Jefferson, arguably the best receiver in the NFL this year, and Jeff, you've got a a prop involving Justin Jefferson. Yeah, now this is a price pick specific promo they're offering a promo where it's over a half yard for justin jefferson half receiving yard now if he doesn't get over this i'm cursed <laughs> bite me back to outkick 360 right i'm sure bill belichick is going to do a, a phenomenal job making it tough for kirk cousins to get him the ball but i mean your listeners and viewers know justin jefferson's one of the best in the business he's he's gonna go over a half yard so um that's almost like a free square that i'm using here but uh, i you know that he's he's i can't see him um going going under you know so or getting shut out so i'm gonna i'm gonna throw that in there um which is again a prize picks promo jeff clark without kick bets has been our guest jeff tell everybody where they can follow you on twitter for the latest where they can listen to your podcast Everything you have going on uh, with Outkick, let everyone know. Yeah, I uh, I host Outkick Bets with me, Jeff Clark. You can follow me on Clark. Um, I, I got a shout out to Cast Prize Picks. Um, they're, they're a wonderful sponsor. They offer a great promotional bonus, which you guys can access at by using promo code Outkick One. You get a, a free hundred percent, or you get a hundred percent instant deposit match. Of up to $100. So you put in $100, prize picks will give you $100 back. Again, use Outkick1 as the promo code. Listen to my podcast, Outkick Bets with Jeff Clark. Thank you so much, guys. Jeff Clark with Outkick Bets. Thank you, Jeff. Really appreciate you, it. Uh, we'll have him on again. If all three of these hit, we'll definitely have him on again to give us some prop bets uh, here in the very near future. Let's get back, though, to looking at some of the games of the weekend. Just got done talking Falcons, Commanders. Uh, a big one there. 
And Hutton, as we uh, continue to go through the list of, of big yep. games, I was surprised to see the Cardinals involved in any of these big games this week, given their recent performance. A lot more going on off the field right now than on with the Cardinals, but a nice bounce-back opportunity for the Chargers going on the road to face Arizona. So it's a, it's a big game for L.A., but also keep in mind the Cardinals have a late bye. There are no bye weeks this week. If they're going to fire Kingsbury midseason, after this game is when it would happen. So... While I, it, rumors are out that he's out, you know, he's on the hot seat. If they want to make a change and have an interim, this after this game would be the week to do it. And if you don't want that to happen, win this game. Win at home. Kyler Murray uh, coming back, had the hamstring issue. And the Chargers coming off of a, a crazy loss to Kansas City, uh, sitting there favored by nearly, what, five points, four and a half against Arizona, who was not a very good football team. I'm not even sure a win would save him at this point, but maybe it would delay the inevitable yeah. uh, with him if they were able to win this game at home against the Chargers as a home underdog. Finally, Packers-Eagles this week. One, we would have circled in the preseason saying this is just an enormous <laughs> NFC playoff preview with two teams definitely headed towards the playoffs. We can say that about one team right now with the Eagles with only one loss. Definitely cannot say that about the Packers. I mean, the Packers are at the very end of this murderer's gauntlet row stretch they they face the bills the cowboys the titans now the eagles but the eagles the last couple of weeks chad have not looked like the philly team uh prior to the bye week and you know even last week they escaped with a one-point win over indianapolis the question is after losing to washington and winning 17 16 over indy is there something in the tank here for green bay or is this where the eagles get right you know i thought rogers looked very disinterested on Thursday night football against the Titans in this offense. Um, if that's more of the same, Philly's about to boat race them. And there will be a ton of chatter and talk about Rodgers next year and whether or not he's back with Green Bay. We're probably talking that anyway. But LaFleur, who thought he had turned a corner in the comeback win over Dallas, to lose to Tennessee four days later and to turn around and lose big potentially to Philly, that's not a good look for him either. Speaking of Philly, Philly's own. Yes. Eddie George. Ohio State Buckeyes own Eddie George. TSU head coach Eddie George. Heisman Trophy winner. Um, actor. A- award-winning a- actor. Not, not even just actor. Actor is how I would describe <laughs> Eddie George, having seen him on, on stage. The man does it all. We'll talk about it all. Uh, no restrictions. <laughs> we, we may get, in, get into uh, Thanksgiving turkey preparation uh, what it's like to night. prepare a football team as a head coach. What it's like to prepare for the game between Ohio State and Michigan. All of these things are on the menu when Chad, we come back. Wait on. until you hear the story of his first time back to Ann Arbor after a big game in 95. We also have to ask him about the um, the shot of crown and celebration that Bobby Carpenter yeah. always brings up yeah. to see if, if he if he remembers that as well. He's Bobby's always said on our show, we have to ask Eddie about the story. Again, it's all on the menu as we head into this Thanksgiving weekend. The legend, Eddie George, joins us right here in our 6th and Peabody studio. When we come back, this is Outkick 360 across the Outkick network. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th 
Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We are back on OutKick 360 across the OutKick network, live from our 6th and Peabody studio downtown Nashville with Old Smoky Moonshine, Yeehaw Beer, alongside Jonathan Hutton. I'm Chad Withrow. Our next guest knows something about this flavor of moonshine that I hold up before you uh, right now here at Old Smoky. This is a Buckeye-flavored moonshine. And I knew when Eddie George was walking in, I'm like, I've got to find this because I swear it's almost like in a dream that I dreamt that there was a Buckeye-flavored moonshine and lo and behold, I looked up right outside of our studio door, and there it is on display. Buckeye-flavored moonshine. <laughs> Eddie actually asked me and Hutton to sign this for him uh, on our way out, so th- this will be our, our gift to him. Um, Eddie, welcome in, man. It's always good to see you. Always oh. good to get a chance to talk to you. Hutton gets to see you every week yes. on the Eddie George Coaches Show mm-hmm. uh, with, with TSU, but it's, it's good that I get to talk to you now. So thank you for joining us. Chad, uh, happy Thanksgiving. Great, you. great seeing you on such a beautiful day. Uh, considering it was last week, it was extremely cold. Yes. Uh, today was, I'm dressed in my golf attire. It's the first time I've had a chance to get out in the links since July uh, 31st. That's oh, the last time. Yeah, I went out there. Full 18 or nine? No, today? I was just, just trying to get it off the, you know, off the practice. You know, yeah. I was out there just, just um, hitting shots on the range. Um, but it felt good to get back out there. Like, man, okay, this is what normal life feels like again. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, it was, it's been good, man. Just um, enjoying the holiday season. It's just a, a special, a special uh, feeling in the air around this time of year. We talked about it on the show last night, didn't we, Hut? Yeah, I mean, it's a day. So Thanksgiving's a day. Christmas is a season. Y- you know what? And I. I <laughs> I, I usually I thought That's that Thanksgiving I thought that Thanksgiving was a season. That's actually. an amazing line, like, by the way. I'm using that all the time now. That's great. Never heard Hall- that one before. Yeah, it, it's perfect. Thanksgiving is a day, and Christmas is a season. As soon as Halloween ends, it's Christmas time. It's it's amazing. But I, this is is perfect. Great games coming on. Great matchups. Oh. They, from college to professional football to NBA basketball to college basketball, hockey. The perfect time of year, uh, food, fun, family, gifts, all of that. It's, it's great. Eddie is one of my favorite dudes in the world. Uh, the Renaissance man. I was you, you can Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> you, you can throw up literally anything to him, and he'll, he'll catch the alley-oop. But um, he's currently deep-frying two turkeys yes. right now, right? Mm-hmm. They are, are currently in the next phase of preparation. What first, is what is the first phase and a, what is the next phase? This right. is an, like, I've never deep fried a turkey, but I, I am looking forward to getting into all of these process. things very soon. In two thousand one, I had my first deep fried turkey ever on Easter. It was my friend Raymond Harris who played. Well, I played was my uh, teammate with the Ohio State Buckeyes. Played for the Bears, Denver, all of that. He and his family made a fried turkey. I've never had fried turkey in my life. Like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> I've never heard of it. And, you know, I'm used to the, the oven, the roast, you know, the base, the, all that stuff. I put my teeth, sunk my teeth into this juicy fried turkey, and I'd never turned back. I said I had to find out the recipes of that. So <laughs> I looked through the Internet, uh, looked at Rachel Ray's uh, 
deep fried turkey marinade recipe, and I took that as a base and perfected that. I well, I want to say I, I constantly. You're very proud of this. Very proud of it. Yes. So going back to 2001, I've been doing deep fried turkeys every year since then. So. Uh, the process that it's in now, it went from phase one, which is the brining process. I'm not going to give a timetable or the <laughs> ingredients. This is my deal. Okay. So was that for a certain period of time. And now it's in the marinating process where it's been soaking in the marinade for a certain period of time. And then it'll go into the final phase of the deep fry. And I'm thinking of doing it tonight. So I can be done with carving it up tomorrow. I want to be able to enjoy. I want to be able to enjoy that Buckeye moonshine. Sip on that. Uh, taking that with carved you. up tur- turkey already done in the plates and everything. So I can just sit up, wake up, enjoy my meal, and don't have to worry about the cleanup and you know and and, and dishes and all of that stuff. So I'm I'm kind of thinking about. Dipping him tonight, but I'm more than likely I'll probably wake up early in the morning, do a swim, come home, and then dipping. And then you know we'll be ready to eat. I've never been hungrier for turkey than after that explanation. <laughs> so, Eddie, quickly give the two different oh, yes, flavors yes. that you have. So choose, um, your, choose your favorite here, Chad. Okay. So uh, without giving away your secret in the brine and the marinade and everything. Right. So the marinade. I'll just give you the flavors. Uh, it's an Italian Cajun turkey. A flavored turkey mixture of two worlds like and it. then i'm going a jerk uh a seasoning. caribbean jerk a caribbean jerk okay as well so that's those are the two flavors that i'm going to the the two uh, you go with? i would go with the italian cajun seasoning just to know and i could see how those flavors could blend together but i love both the combination of the two would be fire so, I think so. i'm i'm all for that one that's where yeah, I'm so to. you have you have a uh, matter of fact what i'll do is this I'm going to save some for both of you. So when I come in on Monday, you tell me which one you like. Uh, if, I, if it I'm survives. I can't, I can't promise you that I got two big birds, two 20-pound turkeys. Hopefully that's enough. You were having probably between, you know, seven to 15 people coming over, and they might try to take leftovers, but I will put aside uh, oh, some, some, some and I'm going to try to bring you some pecan pie we talked about. Yes. We're going to have a feast and uh, a moonshine tasting out here, Chad. Yes. We've got yeah, this bottle of Buckeye nice. moonshine in front of us from Old Smokey. We can, we can do the whole thing. Eddie, Michigan, Ohio State. Mm. Yes. You're going to the game, by the way. Yeah, driving up on Friday morning. Yeah. Tell the story of, <laughs> it was at 95, you went to Michigan for, and they came back 10 years later. Am I getting yes. the time? 2005. I, 95, you played in the game. 95, right. I played in the game. And, and then 2005, you went back for the first time. To the, went back for the first time. So, um, yes, I played in 1995. We were ranked number two in the country. And we, the week prior to playing Michigan, Michigan played Purdue and lost to Purdue. And they, they talented team. Monty Toomer, Tim Biakopatuka, um, can't remember who the quarterback was, but they, they had talent. They under, underachieved that year. And we knew we were going to be in for a war with them. So um, I go up there. Uh, we lose the game. Um, they destroyed our, our national championship hopes. Uh, going to the Rose Bowl, everything was on the line, Heisman, all of it. And um, um, it, it was a heartbreaking loss. Uh, cried my eyes out in the, in the in locker room afterwards. As uh, soon as I laid eyes on my mom coming out the locker room, I just broke down because I put my entire soul into that season of winning a national championship, playing for the Rose Bowl, 
and possibly uh, winning a national championship against uh, playing USC at the time out in the Rose Bowl. <sighs> Fast forward to uh, 10 years later, um, clearly we moved from the game. Um, I'm commentating on Fox. Of course, I've gone through my NFL life with the Titans, Super Bowls, Pro Bowls, and I hadn't been back to a college game, God, prior to that, maybe, you know, I went back for a couple of games, but not that game, particular game, because I was playing at the time. And I'm, I think I'm beyond the game. Like, okay, this was a cool little rivalry, great experience. I've, I've experienced other things. You know, I'm good. Jim Trestle calls me and says, hey, I want you to speak to the team before we play that team up north in, in, in Ann Arbor. It's going to be a big game for us. And again, I'm working at Fox, and I'm taking a red eye in. I'm sacrificing my sleep. I'm tired. I say, okay, I'm going to fly into Detroit, go into Detroit, give a pregame speech to say, hey, guys, embrace the moment. It's a wonderful opportunity to play in this game. It's, it's you know, win-win for the Gipper. You know, not a lot of energy because I'm exhausted. You know, the game sells itself. And um, I go in to Ann Arbor, get to the stadium, uh, park my rental car, uh, <laughs> and I come into the big house and I see it from a completely different perspective. And I'm like, man, this beautiful place. It's about a 50 degree day. Sun is out, enjoying it, taking it all in. There's kind of a haze in the air. And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, this is, you know, this feels pretty good. And it dawned on me, I'm like, man, last time I was here was 10 years ago when I lost. And uh, there's nobody really in the stadium at this time. It's me and Archie Griffin sitting there just chopping it up at the 50-yard line talking. Now the fans are starting to come in. And um, just standing there, just taking it all in, see a couple guys from the, that's going to do the broadcast and so forth. We're talking, chopping it up. And, again, my demeanor is very laid back and chill and in my skin. I'm like, oh, this is going to be a cool little experience from this perspective. I'm beyond the, the, the emotions of this battle, this, game, this rivalry. So a fan comes in the game, and he's standing a couple rows up on our sideline, the visiting sideline, and he has on a uh, white T-shirt, and it's full of barbecue stains. He has a beer belly. He has uh, a drink in his hand. And there's another guy next to him. He says, uh, and the guy looks, and he's like, oh, my God, hey, that's Eddie George. They, oh, my God, that's Eddie George. And the guy with the white T-shirt on and the barbecue stains on the shirt, with the, the drink in his hand says, I can't say it on there, F Eddie George. I hear it. And I was like, okay. That was <laughs> That's bold. pretty bold, right? Doubles down on it again. F Eddie George. And I turn around. I said, why don't you walk your ass down these stairs and say it in front of my face? <laughs> Archie's like, Eddie, 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 Eddie. <laughs> Just walk down here. Just, just don't pay him no attention. Just, just, and I'm like, you know, the the insult. Why? Like, really? You're going to do that bold enough to say that up in the stand in the stands? And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Let me just go down here and just calm down and and just take in the scene. So the student section comes in, and then they recognize me. They're like, oh yeah, Tim Bianca Batuka, 1995. Oh yeah, yeah, Buckeye suck, you suck, Eddie. Blah, blah, blah. 
a rain of insults are just coming from all over the place. A barrage of them just coming all over the place. <laughs> People are coming in. The energy, and all of a sudden, I said, okay, now, now it's on. Now I understand why I hate this team so much. Okay? So I walked back up the tunnel, and the tunnel was dark. Okay? You got to walk back up the tunnel. And just to the right, before you go into our, our locker room, is uh, that's where that team up north, that's where our locker room is. So literally, the locker rooms are less than 10 feet apart. All right, so something's going to pop off right there. So I go inside the locker room, and Jim Trestle's in there. He's walking back and forth. Guys are getting ready, putting their pads on. I take off my jacket. I take off my hat. I said, Coach, I know you're a God-fearing man. You're a devout Christian, but do you mind if I curse? (laughs) He says, hey, do whatever you got to do to get these guys ready. I don't know what I'm going to say. All I know is that I am, I am ready to play. I'm going to pour my spirit into this team to make sure that they don't lose today because now I'll be mostly vested in this game. So we gather the guys around. It's time for me to give my speech. You, just outside the door, you can hear the Michigan band coming through playing Hail the Victors. I mean, just loud, right? I said, guys, gather around. I get up. Guys gather around, taking knees, gathering tight. I bend over, touch my toes, stretch a little bit, and I could feel the, the tears coming to my eyes. I said, guys, this is not a game. This is war! <laughs> I said, 10 years ago to this day, I shed tears and blood in this locker room because I lost it. I said, today is a day about legends. What are you going to do to be a legend today? And went on and on and on and, and cursed and screamed and vim and vigor. And after I said my speech, guys, like, ah! we said the prayer. We go down hand in hand through that dark tunnel, run out on that field. And I'm like, God, please let them win today <laughs> because I would hate to have given that speech and they lose. But they wound up winning and went on to uh, play in the Fiesta Bowl that year, beat Notre Dame and went on. And Troy went to have his uh, Heisman Trophy run. And uh, that was my last time playing, you know, being up at that team up north. So it was good. That is the passion of the rivalry. Right? That oh, is, uh, it is amazing. Does does it evolve over the years, or do you still get that feeling in your gut on this weekend, right you know before what? that the, that ball is kicked in this game? What's interesting now, Chad, is is that now I'm a head coach, um, coaching for a completely different university, immersed in that culture. It's like I don't know yet. I, I, I really don't know how I'm going to feel because I, I have a different lens now. I see the game differently from an X and O standpoint, from a culture standpoint. Um, I'm pretty sure when I walk through the crowd and I start feeling that Buckeye energy, it's going to get real for me. <laughs> and and the, 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 I would say, I won't say the hate. The hate for that university runs deep and, and it's a respectful hate, if that makes sense. You respect your opponent because – Iron sharpens iron. They, it, it forces you, it brings out the best in you every single Saturday, that third Saturday in November, when you play that team up north and you hear that fight song, you see the wing-tipped helmets coming out of that locker room, whether they're in that maize jersey or the, the white jerseys or that blue jersey, it doesn't matter. It's a different energy and it's a different vibe that, that okay, this is a different game. So um, I'm pretty sure those emotions will, will come alive once I, once I step foot into the, into the stadium. When you see the, the band comes out for Ohio State and they do script Ohio and the dotting of the eye for that particular game, oh, man. It, it, if, you, if you are a college football fan, or not even a college football fan, if you just love um, 
a competition in the pageantry of college football and football in general. It is a bucket list item you have to check mark and witness for yourself for that particular game. It is it is not no other. It is it's awesome to see. When you now as a coach in, in that perspective, the head coach at TSU mm-hmm. here in Nashville, um, so many questions I could ask you about this with Deion Sanders at Jackson State. You're at TSU. That's had a big impact mm-hmm. on football at, at HBCUs. But when you're coaching young guys now, is there a constant common thread with competitors and football players? Or do you feel like that you know you're talking to a different generation and maybe you have to tweak the message a little bit or change things up? Because everybody wants to talk about transfer portal, NIL, uh, entitlement with younger people today and think that, oh, well, it's just never going to change. It's not going to be like when we grew up and all of that. How different is it from your perspective as having played back in the 90s in college and now coaching as a head coach in college today in 2022? It's extremely different uh, because nowadays kids are not playing for the love of playing football. They're not playing for that. They're not playing for a championship. They're not playing for each other. They're playing for themselves. Meaning that what NIL deal can I get? Or how can I get to the league? Or how I, 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 not realizing that in order to get what you want, we have to get there. And by a byproduct of that, you will get everything that you want to accomplish. So it's being selfless. You know, I think in this day and age with, with social media and the platforms that are given to a lot of these kids, that's great. But it's a, now there's that sense of entitlement like you talked about. It's that, um, it's that pushing my brand. It's, it's putting me out there. That's great but you lose sense of why you play the game of football. What are you playing the game for? You know what I'm saying? And that, to me, is the difference. You know, the, Coach Prime um, provided a blueprint in terms of bringing um, attention, a light to HBCUs, a light to Jackson State. Now, Jackson State is is a household name that's synonymous with Notre Dame and Ohio State and Florida, it is a household name. When you think of Jackson, you know exactly where it is. You know exactly who the head coach is. You know the brand. You know the players. He's done a phenomenal job of that. And Dion has been coaching prior to taking on Jackson State. A few years in high school, little league, then high school. And so he has an idea and a blueprint of what he envisions this to be. So, you know, the kids nowadays, I, I'm learning because I jumped into this two years ago. Their, their motivation is different. You have to find out what a kid wants, what they really want. If, if, if they just want to put on the uniform and party, that's not what I'm interested in. I got to find that kid that, you know what, I do aspire to go to a higher level. I do want to go to the next level. I, wanna, I do want to play in the NFL. I do want to accomplish these things. That's, I can work with that. I, I can push that. I can mold that. I can, I can uh, uh, um, nurture that type of attitude. But nowadays, it's just finding those kids that are truly passionate about playing the game of football and wanting to win a championship and wanting more out of their careers. Eddie George with us on Outkick 360, Heisman winner. Who do you think 
Well, right now it's C.J. Stroud, I think. Mm. But who can it be? Who I'm going to go with um, uh, Caleb. Um, Caleb Williams. Caleb Williams out of uh, USC. I think he has a legitimate shot. You know, I was watching some things, um, you know, this morning. You know, we've had that conversation. You just brought it to me, that dark horse, uh, LSU, because they're sitting at number uh, number five. five above USC right now. And they'll play their game this week. If they beat Georgia, that's a resume that, you know, how, how can you not put them in that top four? But I think Caleb Williams – has a chance to not only um, get into the Final Four, but also win the Heisman. Two quality opponents that he'll have to face. Notre Dame, who's playing extremely well now. And uh, if, they, if Oregon takes care of their business, I think they're scheduled already, are they already scheduled to play in the Pac-12 championship? It's uh, uh, Yes. With Oregon yeah. beating Utah, it's, it's now going to be Oregon-USC. So it's definitely going to happen. So... The number ninth, ranked number ninth team in the country, he has a chance to lock down the Heisman and that bid, you know, with two outstanding performances. Whereas uh, C.J. Stroud, it, it's it, he's going to have to beat Michigan, but it's going to be tough for him to put up the numbers. I think that you want him to see because it's going to be raining, and it's going to require Ohio State to lean on that run game a little bit more. <laughs> You're going to have to win the line of scrimmage in this ball game. Because you could think about throwing it all over the yard. Uh, that's where they ran into problems last year, up there, when it was snowing sideways. And um, they had no answer for Michigan's physicality in the trenches on both sides of the ball. And that's going to be the difference. So it's, it's, I like C.J. right now to, um, uh, as the front runner, but Caleb Williams is my guy I can see coming in the back end and back door in this thing and winning a Heisman and a, a playoff bid. You had seven Michigan State players today get charged with crimes uh, for what happened after the Michigan game in that tunnel you referenced earlier, Eddie, that you've mm-hmm. walked through where things are very close to each other. One of those players got charged with a felony uh, that it was swinging his helmet. Um, yeah, you've, been, so. you've been in that's not that situation per se, but you've been there in big games walking through that, that same tunnel. What was the immediate reaction you had when you saw the video and saw what was going down. Obviously, a very tough situation for everyone involved, yep. including the victim who got you know attacked in, in that setting, and for head coach Mel Tucker and all this at Michigan State. But what was your initial thought? Um, not call for. I mean, I, I know the emotions run high, and I get fighting, but when you're using your helmet to uh, as a weapon, uh, that's where you come into, come into problems. Um, I don't condone it as a head coach. I don't condone it as a player because had that helmet connected with that kid, a kid could be gone, you know, and then then, then you're really uh, in, in deep trouble with that. So there's no place for it. Uh, of course, the passion, the vim, the vigor is going to be there. The, the, the natural hatred is going to be there. Um, and those things happen. Uh, but to make it as egregious as it was, uh, I'm not a, a fan of that, nor, nor would I condone it. And I think the repercussions need to be hard and swift. And there, there doesn't need, need to be any type of uh, negotiating around that because you, are, you have a, de- a choice, a decision to make in that situation to do the right thing and to think uh, with sound mind and to, um, um, and to control your, your, your rage. I mean, you had 60 minutes to do that on the field in between the white lines, to whip his ass in between the white lines. Now, 
when you come up the tunnel, you know, he says something slick. Hey, tip of the hat, you got your ass kicked, go back in there and figure it out next year. There's no place for that in the sport at all. So, yeah, I think, I think he gets what he deserves in that situation. Final minute and a half, Eddie. The, uh, the, the show you're looking forward to binge watching now since the season's over. <sighs> the connoisseur of uh, media, man. all things film, I, I wouldn't say the connoisseur. Don't, don't do that. Um, <laughs> I, right now, I'm, I have to catch up on a couple things. Um, Wentworth uh, is a show on Netflix. It's, the, it's, a spent, it's almost similar to uh, The Orange is the New Black, but okay. it's done the Australian uh, version of it. Uh, my wife turned me on to it. I'm going to look at that. Um, I, I still, I'm not, I haven't been a fan of, um, what's that show um, on HBO? Everybody, um, Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. The, I, the House of the Dragon, the new version of it, you're saying? The, the, the actual game, I've tried yeah. to watch the first episode at least five times, and I find myself yeah. on my phone like, the dragon thing is just not working for me. Yeah. Like, it's just... It's understandable. Little, it's just not my, my cup of tea. I was slow flavor. to start watching it for the same I reason. I'm, I'm still like, waiting I'm not to get a hook. Like, what is going to hook me you to watch You need, like, three this? episodes. It's, it's rough. It's it's rough. It's, I mean, there's no twist turn to it. I'm like, ah, okay, I get it. I, I need something more realistic. A flying dragon, really? Like, all right. I mean, I'm more, I'm more, I, I like, I like the gangster movies. I like something that's a little bit more realistic, you know? Yeah. But I, I, the Tulsa King dragon, is pretty right? good. If you like gangster yeah. uh, movies with, with Stallone, King. where he's, uh, he's things. a, he's a, he's an ex New York city mafia guy that's in jail for 25 years, uh-huh. gets out and his, his mafia family sends him to Tulsa to set up shop there okay. to start organized crime in current Tulsa as this old guy who doesn't know what a cell phone is. As he goes out there trying nice. to put the old way in, uh, I'm. I, it, there's two episodes out on Paramount Plus. That I'm yeah. one episode in. It's very entertaining. Raising Canaan on Power on on, um, on Stars as uh, a Power spinoff. I'm gonna, I'm curious to see. It was Fifty Cent produced. It's about. I've seen movie. this. Yeah, I'm gonna catch up on that as well. Eddie George, uh, always great to have him in studio. Uh, Are we and, done? Uh, tell yeah, it I'm always done. goes so quick. God, yeah. it's time to break into this. Buckeye Moonshine. We, we hadn't talked. To, uh, you know what? We are done. Yes. That is <laughs> right. Buckeye Moonshine, a tasting. We've got to have that. Wait, we have you stay, but we've got a short segment coming up, and then it's Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. God. I know. Okay, guys, man, I, I've enjoyed it. Happy Thanksgiving. I love Same you guys. You. I will see you Monday. on Monday. Right here at 6th and Peabody. Uh, and I will have that turkey for you, Chad. I'm going to try to You're the best, Eddie. You, I, will, I will be here to uh, consume that turkey. I, I, I cannot wait. <laughs> I'll bring both. Happy Thanksgiving Happy to you, Thanksgiving. man. Thank God, you, man. God bless you. Eddie George has been our guest. Coming up, we'll give you our picks for Thanksgiving Day across the NFL. This is Outkick 360. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. Huge thanks to Eddie George. Always great talking with him about literally anything for joining us in studio. 
Um, some news coming down here recently. Aaron Rodgers telling reporters he has been playing through a broken right thumb since week five. Uh, told reporters that surgery has not been a thought and that he will consider surgery. Uh, it says he will not consider surgery after the, the season is what I'm seeing here. Uh, maybe that's he's going to consider it after the season. But part of the issues with Aaron Rodgers, Hutton, we now know, he's got a broken right thumb. Yeah, it's been bothering him, you can tell. But this is also kind of a underlying story now moving forward on if they want to get a look at Jordan Love. Yeah. I mean, now you have a reason. And the, the season's not going that well. Uh, Andrew Brandt, we're going to have him on soon. He'll tell you that it's really a one-year deal for Rodgers and the Packers if they want to split. So... The storyline continues. The saga continues. Yep, not going to end. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers will not be playing on Thanksgiving Day, but we do have three NFL Thanksgiving Day games to look at. Hudden, I like Detroit to cover in this game. I don't know that they win, but I think that the good streak continues for the Lions, and they play close with Buffalo in this game. See, I, I think it's a very tight game, and then Buffalo scores late and separates and covers, you know, by 10, 11 points. Um, How do you feel about the Giants? That's a big line. Um, I like the Giants to cover in that one also. I think the Cowboys win a close game. Yep, and I, I'm, I'm with you there within the division. I'm rolling Minnesota at Me home too. as Me a two-and-a-half-point favorite over New England. Yep. Um, New England's offense. Defensively, can they hold down? I mean, I guess all you got to do is watch the Cowboys film to see how to hold down the, the Vikings uh, offense yeah. from a week before in that 40-3 to blowout. Yeah. Hutton? Have a big Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Hopefully uh, good plans over the weekend for everyone out there listening and watching as well. Um, be safe out there. If you're frying a turkey, you don't have some sort of injury. <laughs> Just take advice from Eddie George, who I'm sure knows how to fry a turkey and, and fry it well. Shop I really hope he's Black serious something about bringing the turkey in. Oh, he's bringing it in. On Monday. Monday. Yeah. He's bringing it Monday. I now have something to look forward to coming back to. Not just the delightful staff we have here at OutKick in studio we get to see every week, but also now we have deep fried turkey, courtesy of the great Enjoy the football. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the football. Enjoy the football. (laughs) Enjoy the food. Enjoy everything about this Thanksgiving break. Thanks for listening, everyone.